Bible says that praise the Lord your Redeemer who formed you from the womb I am the Lord who made all things who alone stretched out the heavens when I spread out the earth who was with me it is I who bring to naught the omens of lies who make fools of diviners I turn wise men back and make their knowledge foolish. It is I who confirm the words of my servants. I carry out the plan announced by my messengers. I say to Jerusalem, be inhabited. The cities of Judah be rebuilt. I will raise up their ruins. It is I who say to the deep, be dry. I will dry up your wellsprings. I say of Cyrus, my shepherd, who fulfills my every wish. He shall say of Jerusalem, let her be rebuilt, and of the temple let its foundation be laid. Praise God. And then chapter 45. Uh, from verse 1, the Lord continues to say, that says the Lord to his anointed Cyrus, whose right hand I grasp, subduing nations before him, making kings run in his service, opening doors before him, leaving the gates unbarred. I will go before you, level the mountains, whose doors I will shatter, iron bars I will snap. I will give you treasures out of darkness, riches that have been hidden away, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who calls you by your name. For the sake of Jacob, my servant, of Israel, my chosen one, I have called you by name, giving you a title, though you knew me, Lord. Praise God. Let us pray, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thanksgiving, Lord, we offer this day to you. We offer our hearts to you. We offer our lives. We welcome you in our hearts, Lord. In our midst, we pray for your mercy. We pray for your presence. Fill us, Lord, with your presence. Renew us in your mercy. Teach us something new from this word you have given us. Help us to grow more in the knowledge of you and in wisdom to have our mind focused on you, our eyes fixed on you, and to be transformed from inside out. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. So we are looking at a passage that is continuation of the teachings that the Lord has been giving us these last couple of days. And um, yesterday he spoke to us about the call of Isaiah and the fact that he had to go through a process of purification before becoming the mouthpiece of the Lord. So today the Lord gives us a word from the scripture about his servant Cyrus. Cyrus and um, Cyrus was a king of Persia and he's the one who conquered Babylon in about 538 BC who liberated the Jews permitting them to return to their native land and to rebuild Jerusalem and the temple praise God so the Lord had already chosen and called Cyrus and given him uh, this mandate, this mandate to liberate his children from the hands of the Babylonians. 
and um, you know they are, they were captives in Babylon. That is why we have this psalm. Um, as uh, the Israelites were, we are singing that says, "By the rivers of Babylon, where we sat down, and where we wept, when we remember Zion." For the wicked carried us away captivity, requiring from us a song. And how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? See, Babylon is where Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego were put in the fiery furnace because of the idol worship by King Nebuchadnezzar. But then when he lost, he lost um, his kingship as it had been prophesied. So Cyrus was given the kingship by the Lord. So he was anointed for a specific purpose. And I like when the Lord says that it is I who confirm the words of my servants. I carry out the plan announced by my messengers. So it means that he has no um, mandate, he's not mandated to carry out a plan that he did not announce. So only if only if he has given he has given his word to his servant to announce then he's mandated to fulfill that word. However, the reverse is he is not at liberty to confirm a word that he has not spoken. So that means that it is a process for the Lord to show up. It is a process. And he has given all these promises. He said that, you know the song that says, um, let us adore the ever-living Lord and render praise unto Him. Stretch out the heavens and establish the earth in whose greatness is revealed in the heavens above. He is a God, oh, there is none else. So he says he's the one who stretched out the heavens, spreads out the earth, and is asking who was with me, revealing his majesty and his power. That he is the Lord, he is the king, he is in charge, he is able. And he reveals that behind behind Cyrus, when he's talking about Cyrus, that it is him who is going to liberate the Israelites through his servant. So this call that has been placed upon Cyrus is for him to be an instrument, an instrument in the hand of the Lord. 
that the Lord has promised to fulfill everything that he has spoken in accordance with his direction. And then he says, I say of Cyrus, my shepherd, who fulfills my every wish, he shall say of Jerusalem, let her be rebuilt, and of the temple, let its foundation be rebuilt. It is very interesting, This, if you look at this relationship that the Lord is revealing to us between him and Cyrus, and it is true that he also promises uh, one of the major scriptures that um, we know and we speak about. He promised that he will grasp his to grasp is to hold and not to let go his right hand in order to guide him and to lead him and says opening doors before him and leaving the gates unbarred you see when the lord says that it means that he's picking a whole lot of blessings to go before him to level every mountain it is a promise and it is fulfilled even in our hearing Today, here and now, this is what the Lord wants us to hear. This is what he wants us to experience and to believe as he's speaking to us. That he has promised that it doesn't matter what is ahead. Imagine Babylon. Imagine the captivity of these Jews who are there. And he's giving a mandate and a responsibility to his servants. And affirming that he's already going to hold and grasp his hand. He will be with, with, with him. He will go before him. It's like everything is covered. Everything is covered according to this word. And we know that this promise the Lord spoke was actually fulfilled because he is a promise keeper. So when we look at our lives, it doesn't matter what is ahead. It doesn't matter the mountains ahead of us. It doesn't matter what gates are staying shut in our lives. What matters is our relationship with God because this is the king. This is the God who will intervene in our situations and cause things to turn around for our own good. He is faithful. And according to his this word that he has spoken to us, even this Isaiah 45 is a promise. It is a promise that the Lord gives, um, acknowledging that his greatness, he is great and he can do what um, no man can do. It is his power is beyond even our own understanding. When he says bronze doors, I will shatter. Iron bars, I will snap. So it means it doesn't matter what we are facing. It doesn't matter the struggles in our lives. It doesn't matter what is ahead. You know, most of the time we have fear of the unknown because we are, we don't know the grounds upon which you're going to step on how they're going to be. We don't know that risk that you're going to take, how it's going to be. We don't know that move that we intend to make, how it's going to be. But the Lord is promising to go before us. When you look at uh, the verse 24, how it began, it began by the Lord revealing his greatness, his might, revealing his majesty, that he has his power, he stretched out the heavens, and he can spread out the earth, meaning that he is in control, he has all power, there's nothing he cannot do, there's nothing impossible to him. He has, he confirms the words that he has spoken, so every word that he has spoken, if we 
we we see it we receive it we speak it and we confess it then the lord has the mandate to confirm it because this is his word it is not about us it's all about him if it is a promise that he has given us then definitely he will confirm it by fulfilling that promise so we can confess this word and acknowledge that he has said he will go before us to level the mountains that he will shatter the bronze doors and iron bars he will snap he has promised to give us treasures out of darkness and riches that have been hidden away so that we may know that he is the Lord, the God of Israel who calls you and I by name. For the sake of Jacob, my son, and the Lord says, Israel, my chosen one, I have called you by name, giving you a title though you knew me not. Hallelujah. So as we leave this day, we pray that the Lord uh, will help us to have our eyes fixed on him and to believe every, beyond every doubtful doubt that might come our way, that the Lord has already gone ahead of us to open those doors, to shatter those um, bronze doors and to snap those iron bars. So it means opening a whole new world, a whole new world ahead, that it doesn't matter what lies ahead. Cyrus was given a mandate in the land of Gentiles, a land where there was idol worship, and he was meant to do a task that the Lord was going to do through him. So it was not about him really. So we don't know what is ahead of us. We don't know um, probably the task at hand, but from this word we can acknowledge that the Lord is the one who gives us mandate to do uh, what he desires to accomplish in accordance with his will and his purpose upon our lives. And that is why, because of the greatness of his task, he has promised to go before Cyrus and to fulfill his purpose, to fulfill his purpose because of his faithfulness. So we thank God as we as we offer this day we thank God as we offer our lives as we offer this day praying that his will may be fulfilled in accordance with his purpose that in his faithfulness he may fulfill his purpose that in his goodness he may fulfill his purpose he's a faithful God and there's nothing that is impossible in his name and um, the other thing is the fact that um, this scripture in Isaiah 45 from 2 verse 2 and 4 is a deeper revelation. It's a deeper revelation of God's um, doing of the impossible impossible this is an impossible as circumstances is speaking about meaning that when he says to level the mountains bronze doors are shattered and bars are snapped is a reference to impossible circumstances give you treasure out of darkness riches that have been hidden away which he intends to remove all kind of anxiety from our hearts to fill us with peace that surpasses our understanding and there's a scripture the Lord is reminding us and says my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory when he talks about giving treasures out of darkness 
he desires to take out all the worry from our mind all the worry from our mind about his provision meaning that he has ways to make provision to you and I that we have not even thought about or known or even imagined this is our God he is faithful and he is able and then um, definitely uh, to level the mountains means all those struggles all those challenges all those circumstances that seem impossible before our eyes in the eyes of men that he who stretched out the heavens as a reminder of his greatness created the earth as a reminder of his greatness and majesty he has the power to bring down every mountain and anything that tries to exalt itself above the knowledge of Christ and the word of God in our lives. Jesus is the living word. Jesus is the word of God. He is the word of life. His life-giving presence is in his word. He is the word in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was was God. As the Lord is guiding us to this um, scripture, He's helping us to be reminded of the fact that he is the living word made flesh who came and dwelled among us and his presence, his power, his majesty. Um, he is with us, is with us and will in his power, majesty and greatness. He will do that which we cannot do. He is the shepherd. And if he says to Cyrus that, I say of Cyrus, my shepherd who fulfills my every wish, he shall say of Jerusalem, let her be rebuilt and of the temple let its foundation be laid. So it means that as a shepherd, he knows what his sheep requires. So the fact that he placed Cyrus at this point in time in the land of Babylon as king, um, he knew that they needed someone who could lead the Jews out of slavery. So for every task that the Lord uh, intends you and I to engage in, it is because he has already worked out a plan, a plan that is dear to him, a plan that only he can do. So for you and I, is just to surrender and then he will do all that needs to be done. He is the good shepherd. He is the good shepherd. So what we need to do is to cultivate our relationship with him. It is to seek him, to seek him, to cultivate our relationship with him. And the rest he will do because we are we are clay in his hands. We are clay in his hands. In fact, we have this scripture here. Um, where is it? It is in Isaiah 45 verse 9. It says, Dear the clay say to its modeler what are you doing or what are you making has no hands <laughs> what to him who asked a father what are you begetting or a woman what are you giving birth to so it means that if we are 
clay, then um, we are clay in the hands of the potter, who is our God. And he is the one who can model this clay. You know, the potter can model this clay and fashion it according to his purpose and the image that he wants to bring out. So the clay, while in the hand of the potter, cannot say, what are you making of me? It cannot choose. So that means you and I cannot choose what we need to do for God or where we need to, what assignment we need to fulfill, what purpose we have to accomplish. He is the one who chooses. He's the one who molds. He's the one who models you and I and fashions us according to his image and his design, predestined design, so that we can fulfill the purpose upon which is um, already pre-planned, connected to who we are and why we are here. So he's a good God. He has already promised to bring all the provision, just like he said to Cyrus here. He has promised to do all the work. Think about it. He's the one who has promised that he will go before Cyrus, level the mountains, bronze doors, I will shatter, iron bars, I will snap, I will give you treasures. I mean, he's already promised to do everything. So um, it means that if he chooses you and I to do a task, he only wants an empty vessel. He only wants a clay in his hand, a clay that cannot question him, a clay that um, cannot um, cannot ask, cannot say what it thinks that it needs to be made, you know, or fashioned into. But clay means there's something that has to submit to the control and and the power of God, you know. So he is God because of who he is, who he is. And when we know that, then we just have to remain in our place, acknowledge his greatness, tell of his wonders, submit to his direction, and allow him to use this empty vessel as he desires to for the greater glory of his name. So we pray that this word may take life in our lives and that the Lord will be glorified in what he intends to do this day in our lives and how he intends to help us to live this day that we may have his way. Lord Jesus, we thanksgiving for this word you have spoken to us. We thanksgiving for your mercy, your love, your care, your concern. We surrender ourselves to you. Surrender this day to you. We offer ourselves to you as an empty vessel, just like you had a purpose for Cyrus to accomplish at a time when your children were in slavery. Lord, we do not know the design and the purpose upon which you have designed and um, chosen us to accomplish this and ourselves to you. Like claim in the hands of the potter that you may model and mold it accordance with your will and your purpose. Help us, help us to submit your will and your purpose to be convinced of your word and your promise that everything is in charge, is in under your charge and you are, you are still in control in control of every situation and circumstance of our life. Help us not to be blinded by our circumstances, but to look up to you and to see what you are doing. 
and to submit to your will. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise for who you are. It is in Jesus' name we have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.